Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is another Kickstarter Spotlight episode, and uh, I have a feeling it's going to be the favorite one I've ever done. Uh, we have uh, my, my good friend and uh, comic artist, comic creator, Liam Sharp, joining us on the show. Uh, and we have some big news to share with everybody right as we were about to record this. So, Liam, welcome back to the show. It's great to see you, man. Hi, Jace. It's good to be back. No pressure then. Yeah, yeah. No, well, not not at all. I just, I'm just so happy for you, you know? I mean, no, it's, it's yeah. all good. Ever since we met, you know, we, we really clicked. And it's great, uh, you know, to have you as a friend and to see your success. And uh, as we're recording this, everybody, it's, it's 2 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, Pacific time. You're going to hear this on Wednesday when it uh, comes out in the morning. But the big news is Liam just hit the $80,000 mark on his Kickstarter. And that means we're getting the first stretch goal. So you have to be over the moon about this. Well, I'm thrilled to bits. I mean, the whole thing has just taken me a little bit by surprise, you know, um, well, a little bit completely by surprise you know i can't i can't understate how how uh, amazing it, it's been just the the response full stop um and not just from the people who've been following my work for a while but from the sort of professional community who've been really supportive and have got behind it and shared it and sort of wished me luck and yeah we're, we're, it's it's a lot to take in it's a lot to sort of learn um I know a few people have said, why, why didn't you do a Kickstarter much sooner? You know, <laughs> you could have done this ages ago, but I don't know. I think the timing's been beautiful. And I, I think, so, you know, giving it time to, to just focus on, on the DC work and Wonder Woman and the Green Lantern and now the Batman stuff that, that I'm doing with, um, with Garth, uh, that's sort of taken up so much of my time. And to be able to sort of, come off the back of that and then do this book i think the timing's been sort of great so yeah eighty thousand. can you believe it unbelievable yeah, it's, it's awesome it, it really is and, and we're going to get more into the details mm. and what rewards might still be available and, and whatnot but let's let's take back uh, a step back for a second um you did run another kickstarter recently that was also very successful uh, not for your work but for the work of, of jack katz uh someone that yes. befriended a golden age artist um can you give us a quick update on on that uh, how the, those things are going, if anybody's kind of wondering, hey, you know, what's the, the status of that Kickstarter? Yeah, we had the first um, proof through, which came over from Mexico, and it was just beautiful paper. It's really heavy stock. It's, it's going to be a gorgeous book. Um, we should be getting the hardbacks any day now, just to look at the, the very first sort of hot, hot off the press um, sample copies, really. Uh, and then we'll get to go that through uh, through all of that with sort of a fine toothpick and and just make sure that we haven't missed anything and that all the pages are in the right order and you know just the simple things. But we're going to go through that with the the um, the printer himself. He, he's a huge Kickstarter fan uh, and a big art collector. So the fact that he has his own printing press in Mexico and that he's you know very passionate about. Um, books in particular and, and comics and art means that he's going to, you know, do absolutely everything he can to make sure that the book is, is immaculate and he wants to get it to look as close to the originals as he can. So it's really exciting. And it was nice to see, you know, just to hold it yeah. after all that work. Cause that was, exactly. a, that was a lot of work. That one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. in some ways that, that was harder because we had all the different, um, 
all the other artists that were contributing. So, you know, very generously and, and, and quite rightly because Jack is a legend. So it, it, it's nice that they all helped sort of ra raise awareness of his work and uh, bring that other book to the, to the world. Yeah, I was gonna gonna ask um, about you know to compare the two and that one. You know, it's not necessarily your work uh, as opposed to this one where it is your work. You're more you know maybe familiar with it, what you want to to be in there mm -hmm. or not. So learned a lot on that, and it's really helped on in this campaign. Is that is that accurate? Yes, definitely. Um, we were really sort of throwing ourselves in the deep end with the first one, but honestly, what's impressed me. Uh, probably more than anything about the whole way Kickstarter works is how how easy they make it for for people to do you know the the setup the way the the tiers are offered and and the way how easy it is to keep sort of customizing it and responding to the audience and responding to the fans and I think that's a big part of it to be able to because it feels like a dialogue you're having so when you're creating a book like this um, to to some extent, there's a, there's a, a participate a participation element, and and it, it's nice to be able to share the journey with the people that are backing the book, you know. Uh, so I've, we've sort of done our best. I've got a, a, a good little team behind me now um, that are helping to respond to the messages, and you know, because I can't always get to it. So thankfully, I've got a, a I've got um, a couple of people helping me out. Uh, which is wonderful um, and uh, we're just trying to make sure that everybody gets the, the sketch they want or the torso they want or the drawing they want and there's a lot there's a lot to do now I've kind of really buried myself under a bit of a mountain we've we've, we've we're already trying to figure out how we do it we're going to have to have a mini convention in our house for a week you know right. and just set me up at a table and uh you know, my wife, who's part of the team that's helping me, she's going to pass me the books and pass me the paper and say, this is for so-and-so. We'll probably film some of that too. That might be like a potential other um, stretch goal that we, we we film some of it and make that available to everybody so they can see the books sort of as they get signed and sketched on and all of that. So it's going to be a, at least a week's work, just just getting everything done. Yeah, I think I think that's a fantastic idea. Getting uh, people to, to get a little peek behind the curtain, see your process, see the kind of the, the work come to life. Uh, and you, you kind of mentioned, you know, fostering this this uh, sense of, of back and forth participation. Uh, really, with I think with doing the the Jack Cats Kickstarter and now your own, you really have in a very short period of time built a, a community of of your fans that that follow you. And also, you mentioned the other professionals in the industry that you've made friends over the you know decade long. A decades long career that you've had um did did that success did that feeling of, of community on the, the kickstarter uh, for jack's uh project did that kind of push you to do yours because i know you've been thinking about it for a while was that kind of mm -hmm. the, the final uh, straw that you needed to kind of break the camel's back and say i'm doing my own art book yeah i think so um it, it's uh you know when's the right time I probably I start to, I actually put a whole version of this book up, uh, together over a year ago, so I had I'd already kind of built it out. Um, back then it was called it had a different name then it was called Eclectica, but my wife never really liked that one, <laughs> and uh, and neither did the rest of my family particularly. I, I, I was trying to come up with something that says that kind of you know is about the fact that I 
drawing many different styles because I have a, a mini mission at the minute. One of the things that sort of frustrates me about the arts in general and what's become a normal ex expectation is, is seems to me to be sort of crushing of the whole concept of what art is. And that's, uh, it was sort of brought to a fore when my daughter finished at the Academy of Art in San Francisco. And she was then told to go and have a portfolio checked by a bunch of agents and they looked through it. And some of the advice she got from, you know, a couple of them, two or three of them was like, what you need to do is refine your style into one style so it's it's recognizable and saleable and really stick to that and um that just to me you know when you, when you think about it and how that applies across everything with the arts you know whether it's pop or music or you know, whatever it is if this this whole idea that you have to create something that is completely sort of confined to one look and feel just seems almost like the opposite of what art is, you know, if if we're not being encouraged to to constantly change and reach and and um, you know review what we're doing and maybe try a completely different tack and see if we can grow that way, which has always been something I've done naturally, but always something that that has has, has been you know formally a bit of a negative thing, and, and oddly again it's like a it's like the stars have all aligned <laughs> because of because of the Green Lantern and the way that worked with Grant and the way that we decided it was, it was going to be a, a journey through comics and through the medium of comics and all the different types of variation you know, approaches that, that we could think of within, you know, a fairly limited time frame. Uh, the fact that we were able to do that and the fact that people started to enjoy the, that it was going to be different issue to issue and people actually started responding and getting excited about it and saying, you know, what's next, what's next, what's going to be the next thing? Uh, and and you, could, you got this sort of palpable sense that they really were getting a kick out of the freshness of, of, of everything rather than just getting sort of just the same thing every single week. Um, so that was a that was an eye opener for me, and so Eclectic, Eclectica seemed like a good name to suggest that approach to things. Um, but then we came up with Encore, which was really like that's what the book is. It's an Encore. It's like all, most of this work has been seen before, so it's a chance for it to be, you know, to be shown a, a second time and to, you know, take a, take a bit of a bow. <laughs> if that's not too. Um, you know, if that's not too arrogant. No, I think it's I think it's well deserved and it's it's a good point. And I you know, I, I see what these art agents are saying because you when you're starting out, you certainly wanna have your work, you know, be recognizable as your work and kind of make a name for yourself. But you're right. I mean, art it's subjective and you know, you certainly have your your you know, pencils which are super detailed with the, you know, background and this and that. And your painted stuff is is so much more ephemeral and gorgeous in a in a different way. And so I, I do agree with you. I mean, I think Green Lantern was uh, kind of transformative for you in the industry with the way people see your work. And you're carrying that over with the the project you're doing with Garth, uh, the Batman uh, yeah. reptile. Is there, is, uh, how has that been? I know you can't talk, you know, anything spoilers about the story or whatnot, but but how are you enjoying that that project with Garth? Because it, it, this has been a long time coming, right? Yes, it has. Yeah. Um, Garth's uh, an old friend. I've known him because we started out pretty much the same time in the same publications. Um, so I've known him forever and we've been you know, friends with a, a, 
well, like I say, just all part of the same group, the same sort of um, creative pit that we all crawled out <laughs> of back in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, and yeah, he's a good friend. Yeah, I was at his wedding on his stag weekend um, and Rathlin Island in the, uh, just north of, of off the off the coast of Ireland. And you know, we've he's a, he's a good friend. We we are often in touch and and often get to see each other and um, but we never worked together, which is crazy. So you know, getting to do this is marvelous, <laughs> and, and we're having a lot of fun with it too. And I'm really pleased that I was able to carry on uh, where I sort of finished up uh, the back of the Green Lantern and take that over into the into the uh, the, the Batman book and ba Batman Reptilian. And it's uh, it's it's a, it's just a lot of fun. I think being able to sort of do this digital painted approach means that it, it you know I was I always dreamt of doing something like Arkham Asylum or something quite meaty and dark. And it's not quite like a McKean, but there's elements of it. And there's there's elements of a few people. I th I think it's pretty obviously me, <laughs> but you can see the the influences and. Just the idea of doing something that that referenced the stuff that I really loved from that period, uh, you know, was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, what I can't wait for is, you know, you did your uh, Brave and the Bold Batman Wonder Woman story, and it, I, I've told you this before that that work to me is you on a page. It's it's one of all the things you've done. When I read that, that's when I I feel like it's most you reflected. But that's your 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 pencil style, you know, with super right. details and, and whatnot. And so I can't wait to get this new Batman story with this digital painted style and right. compare and see how the mood and how, will this feel like he was what? Like, I, I just can't wait. I mean, the pages that you've shown uh, that we've been able to preview online or whatnot just look gorgeous. You, you're really capturing a sense of of this brooding kind of dark menace, uh, which I think suits Garth's style of storytelling really well. I think that's the thing. So for me, when, when I get a new script or a new book that I'm working on, I try to respond to the, the feel of the script. Uh, with The Brave and the Bold, I, I had right from the outset, I'd been in, I had Barry Smith in the back of my head mm. with all that in ornate style i wanted it to have that sort of magical whimsy that that, that his you know conan and uh Tupney conan and, and the gorblimey press era stuff had so that was really that was a big part of it but also the the um jim fitzpatrick was a big influence on that book because of his his books the the, the silver arm and uh the, all about irish celtic mythology um, and the illustrations that accompanied that that he did, which are very, you know, there's a lot of Celtic knotwork around the edges of the panels. And so that that was, uh, that inspired it. So so in that sense, I, I went at that with those artists in mind. And also actually Alan Lee, who you may know is the, he did a lot of the concept work for uh, the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, but he also, when I was a kid, he did this amazing, him, him and Brian Froud. Brian Froud became famous through the Dark Crystal. Um, but but together with Alan Lee, they did a book uh, just called Fairies, which which both of them with their beautiful paintings of, of fairies, which is about the mythology of fairies and the history of fairies and all of that. So Alan Lee also had an impact on that book. And there's a there's a 
there's a section where they're walking through the castle and they're looking at these paintings of uh, old battles and old old uh, Celtic stories with the Nuada of the Silver Arm and Balor of the Evil Eye and all of these characters. And and those ones were very much sort of doffing the cap to uh, to Alan Lee. So that was the kind of stuff that inspired that. And, uh, you know, for, for this, for the Batman stuff, it, it was very different. It was very much about... You know, it was very much about the the dark, broody um, intensity of, of of Gotham and shadows and, and and doing Batman more like a shadow. You know, that you don't see as much of him as as uh, perhaps even I expected. I he's quite he's quite a, a he's kind of a silhouette for a lot of this so far, anyway. Well, yeah, like I said, I can't uh, I can't wait to see it. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, just a, another feather in your cap for, uh, you know, a very much prototypical or, or you know, wonderful uh, Liam Sharp artwork that's out there that will, you know, live on and people will look at it as one of your seminal works. Because like I said, from what I've seen, it, it looks amazing. Well, uh, thank you. Any of those uh, pages going to end up in Encore or is it too, is it too recent? Uh, there will be. Yes, yes. You know, it's across. It's um, we have to be careful about how how much of any publisher you put in the book. There's a there's a sort of set of rules about what the percentage is. So I'm trying to to balance it out and keep a good cross section. But yeah, yeah. Of course, there's some of my DC work, you know, from Wonder Woman and ba uh, Batman, and all, right the way through Green Lantern. Um, Actually, there wasn't going to be any of the Batman pages in, but now I think there will be because I've managed to free up a bit of space. So uh, uh, I think the timing is good, actually. So I yeah. can put some right in. Yeah, I mean, one one can help promote the other. Um, sure. Well, you know, again, it, wildly successful on this Kickstarter. Let's kind of get into the the meat of it. Um, you put it up on a on a Sunday. I remember I was I was shopping in Costco with my wife, and I saw the notification come in. And I'm like, I looked and there was only like five people that had bid. And I'm like, I'll, I'll do it as soon as I get home. By the time I got home, <laughs> 40 people had, had bid and it was nearly fully funded. And within 10 minutes of my pledge, it fully funded. And so it was a little less than an hour. Were you, were, how surprised were you? I couldn't believe it. It was, it was, well, it wasn't just Sunday either, was it? It was Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, it was, um, it was, it was amazing. Um, the thing is, like, probably two days earlier, we'd, we'd, we'd been faffing around a bit, trying to decide when to launch it, when to launch it, and I kind of pulled an executive order and just went, no, nope, right, I've decided we're doing it Sunday, not sort of thinking it's Mother's Day. Right. But, but by then, being typical me, I'd already posted on Facebook, like on Saturday or Friday or uh, Right, it's going live Sunday <laughs> without really thinking it through. Like this is Mother's Day, and a couple of people said, uh, "I think being you, it might do all right on Mother's Day, but perhaps Sunday's a bad day to launch a Kickstarter." Right. And uh, you know, Mother's Day's probably even worse than it just being a Sunday. And yet, yeah, there you go. We got fully funded in in less than an hour, which is crazy. We we were like, you know, because that first. The first goal we put, we put it on for seventeen thousand. We thought this is, this is workable. If this is all it makes, 
I will get enough to cover the time that I spend on it. Um, and, and it does take time. There's no getting around it. You're putting a book together, publishing takes time. It's a lot of, fine, you know, there's, it's a lot of work, but I'd already put a ton of work in, as I said before, because I'd already collated all the work. Mm-hmm. So, so I knew that I had most of it in one place. Um, and I knew that I could probably get quite a lot of it done, um, you know, over maybe a couple of weeks if I really, really blasted through it. Uh, so I just thought, if we get that much, that will be still nice to have the book and it'll still be worth doing and it will cover the cost of the print. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's a good step. It's a good step to start getting um, some new stuff out and to, to just test the, test the water and dip our, dip our toes in that. So, so the fact that it um, completely got funded in an hour is, was insane. And by the end of the, by the end of 24 hours, we were three and a half times funded, which was crazy. I think by, I mean, obviously it was the end of one day, but by the end of the next day, by the time we went to bed the next day, it was pretty much four times funded. So we were just, we were amazed. It doesn't seem real. It still doesn't seem real. No, it, it doesn't. Um, and obviously it gives you, it's exciting because it means, okay, this way I can genuinely see a path to putting out a few more of the things that I, uh, that mean a lot to me, you know, that are personal to me. Um, and I grew up with these kind of books, you know, the, the we talked about it before, but like Barry Smith and uh, Bernie Wrightson, Michael Kaluta, all of those, Jeff Jones, the, the studio and that particular book. Um, I grew up with the Frazetta books and the Boris Vallejo books and art books were as big a part of my formative creative years as comics. And probably, you know, pretty much exactly the same, you know, as much, if not more. Um, I didn't know when I was, I don't know, 12, 11, 12, 13. I didn't know whether I was really a comic artist or whether I was an illustrator. And I think you can kind of tell that in my work too, because there's there's, no, there's sort of an illustrative quality to what I do. It probably leans more towards illustration than it does towards comics in some instances. So um, the idea of having a book like that, I was a huge fan of like the, the Roger Dean, Paper Tiger, Dragon's Dream books, you know, every, every one I, I could find I bought. And uh, I would trawl through bookshops. You know, you realise when you get older that you, you just, I mean, I was an oddball at school. I was the only one who was doing it. <laughs> Nobody else seemed interested. I didn't even seem to know about these books. Uh, but to me, they were like the most precious things on the planet. It was like a, a treasure hunt every time I went into a bookshop. And there would always be some gem in there, some something that was lurking in a corner in a pile of books and that had somehow got over overlooked. And was you know was just full of treasures, uh, and, and that has been my dream really to have one of those books ever since I was you know a, a teenager really, and probably before. So, so this is a this is so many things to me. It's not it's more than it's 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 great that it's been successful. I'm glad a few people are going to are picking it up and backing it and supporting it. But for me, it's. It's like it's a real dream come true. Yeah, it, it's fantastic because in that way, the art 
from previous generations. That's how it lives on, right? Like you were influenced by those books. And now, you know, it's so much of, of what you consumed. We talk about it all the time with with writers, you know, it, you're out there, you've got to recharge your batteries. You got to go watch, you know, TV or movies or, or read other books. And that, yep. that's how you recharge. It's the same for, for artists, right? You've got to, even if it's not your style, you know, you've got to recharge. Uh, and then as your artistic career goes on, those influences show up here or there, even sometimes subconsciously. And now you're, you're kind of part of that tradition and part of that legacy. Somebody will pick up Encore and become a comic artist, you know, 20 years from now and, and talk about, yeah, Liam Sharp, that Encore book, that's the one that did it for me. <laughs> well, that's what you hope, isn't it? That's the whole point for doing it. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the best, honestly, the biggest praise you ever get is when somebody says that you're, you've inspired them mm -hmm. because then they are, they're, they're getting something from it and they're taking from it and they're learning from it. And they're, you know, it's all an unbroken line. We all influence, influence each other. And you can see that, you know, for, for all that, you know, you can see Frazetta in my work, you can see, you know, um, NC Wyeth's work in Frazetta, you know, and then, and so on and so forth, you know, it goes back and back and back. Um, and, and we do, we all influence each other. Barry Smith, influenced by the pre-Raphaelites, as he always says, you know. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just great. It's just, it, uh, I, I just can't wait to, you know, to hold the thing and see it and get a sense of um, that, all that work, the, the, the three plus decades of work. It, I had I had the joy of, of that experience um, in Derby. I've talked to you about this before and I had the exhibition at Derby Museum about three, three, four years ago. That was a similar thing where you stand in the middle of the room and, and look around and really get a, a sense of the way there is a line through everything, you know. You can sort of see from the early stuff to today where where it's evolved, where it's shifted, where it's changed. But you also get a sense of a body of work. And uh, what I hope this book does is is give a sense of a, a body of work. It's hard. It's hard in a way because that I did. I lost a lot of work to a flood in the cellar. Well, it wasn't a flood in the cellar. It was damp. Mm -hmm. So I had a. I had like it's one of the most heartbreaking things ever. I had a a plan chest full of my artwork um, that we didn't look at and it was down in the cellar and it got, it just got destroyed, yeah. completely destroyed by mold. So I, a lot of the work that I've done was lost to time or has been sold or whatever. So just trying to find high, high resolution files that are good enough for the book that, that in itself is a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a task. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just adhering to how much you can put from which company where is it? It's like that's a, that's a bit of head scratching, especially when you only really work for one company for twenty years. So it <laughs> doesn't make it easy. Um, but yeah, it's it, there's there's still plenty. There's still plenty. Yeah. So my output's a bit ridiculous. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know what a hard worker you are, and, uh, and not only this book, but but more to come, right? This is the first uh, of three planned uh, art books. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I, and it's, it's already, I've already lined up 
you know, the teams for the next book. So the second one, my daughter came up with the idea of saying, why don't you make them gold, silver and bronze? And as soon as she said it, it was like, that's, that's so nice, you know. There was a reason we did it um, as three books and not one massive book. And that was actually to help the people um, who were backing it, because there is a problem with with post and the cost of, of especially sending books abroad. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you get over a certain weight, the price just goes up ridiculously. So we kept it under a certain per page count and we've kept it un as, under a certain weight so that we don't have to go over the $20 international fee. Um, and then we thought, well, if we do it as three books and then we create a box or a slip box yeah. for it, final one, then you essentially you're getting one big volume, but you don't have to have the big hefty tome on your right. knee when you're looking through, you know? So then it was thought, we just thought, okay, silver, that'd be nice and do black and white because obviously silver is in the gray area. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, we just thought, okay, that is going to be rather than, scanning from original artwork it'll be a literally a we're just going to go through something from every single thing i've ever drawn you know every comic i've ever drawn there'll be a panel from and we can scan that you know i i, I really like the tashin books where they just scan it from the old comics it, yeah. it, they look cool so the last one will have more of a retro vibe and be scanned from uh, the comics themselves uh that's going to be written by a friend of ours who's a teacher, but also a one-time journalist, and and uh, he's going to write the write it. It's called Dave, Dave Gillette, and he's going to be writing the the book um, based on a bunch of interviews and chats and discussions. And so, God knows what he's going to get out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted that. That was going to be my next question. How much of you know beyond your art? How much of you is going to be in there? Because I know that you uh, are passionate about your fans. You love meeting and talking to fans, but not everybody gets the opportunity to go to shows, you know, maybe get a chance to chat with you in person. Uh, but this is their way to kind of get to know, you know, who you are and how that's influenced uh, your work and, and whatnot. Well, I think the idea is for him is to film the interviews and then he's going to write it with his own input. Mm -hmm. um, but the the interviews will probably be available. Well, I'm sure they will be. We'll make them available to the uh, to the, the the backers as well. Um, probably probably via a link from the book, so right. that it, it keeps it you know. Uh, so it's not it, it keeps it special and it keeps it exclusive to the people that back back the book. So that's that's what we're talking about at the minute because we want to do a lot of that. There's going to be all sorts of codes embedded in the book so people can get bits of art, digital artwork or, you know, um, links to prints they can download and print themselves or whatever, all sorts of different things. A PDF of the book will be available to everyone who gets the print book. If they scan the QR code on the, in the book, they get a copy of the PDF. Um, so we, we're doing that. We're also doing like a, a treasure hunt thing, which will yeah. be like, like through the whole three books with hidden stuff and un unlockable things, which just, just makes it kind of fun. I don't want it to be too, I don't want it to spoil the look and feel of the book. So it's going to be quite subtle, but it'll be there. <laughs> so if you just pick up the book, it wouldn't matter. If you never knew about it, you should just enjoy it as a book. So it's not going to be like completely buried under stuff, but, um, but it, it, it should make the experience a little more fun for those that are interested and for, for real treasure hunters, there'll be some real treasure in there. And that's another thing we're going to do. We're doing a, 
we're doing a six the next the next stretch goal is going to be uh, at the moment I think it's six cards a sort of tarot card size things um, with uh, just I'm trying to remember how many we've decided on from the top of my head we only just had a meeting about it this morning but but the idea is I think we're going to put six super super limited exclusive ones hidden in the book so it'll, randomly they'll go out with all the books everyone's going to get a card in there uh if we hit the next uh, uh next target um and six of them will be like gold gold card versions gold uh -huh. ticket you know, with with some some super 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 crazy exclusive thing that you not no one else will be able to get and it'd just be really good fun so i'll have a sort of trading card element to it um yeah, that, which should, that, which should that, be fun yeah. well well and you know to your to your credit when i saw uh so there's going to be in in encore in, in gold there's going to be an easter egg hunt and one of these these treasure hunts that liam is uh, referring to you get a pay 18 by 24 one of his pages from green lantern the original artwork that's worth thousands and somebody is going <laughs> to I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope I get mine early. I'm going to be pouring over it with my magnifying glass. I'd love to have that uh, up on my wall. Was that, uh, who's I, whose idea was that? Did you come up with that on your own? It was my son's, Lorcan's actually. Um, but I figured out how to do it. Um, and it, it, it'll be, a, it's going to be a bit tricky. It's a bit fiddly. It's not easy. It's going to take a, some ingenuity, um, you know, but it's there and it's possible and it's real you can get that page for nothing if you can figure it out wow that's so cool that's so cool well you mentioned <laughs> earlier uh, the success of it doesn't doesn't feel quite real yet i have a feeling as you mentioned earlier you're gonna have to have your own mini convention you've, you've offered so many tiers for drawing it's gonna feel real when you're taking that week to to create all this art uh for for the backers and i think that is uh, something else that is so wonderful that you've offered to people who've supported it. And also it, it becomes part of the legacy of this uh, of this project. This are all this art you're gonna create for, for your fans and your backers would not exist if not for this project. All that art is always gonna be intrinsically linked to this uh, project. And I, I really applaud you in that uh, those were some of the first tiers to go, original art from Liam Sharp, rightly so, very understandable, but you weren't content to just say, okay, well, they're all gone, sorry. You constantly were, you know, putting out more tiers and allowing other people to get uh, original art. Uh, you're not shy about the, the work, obviously. Um, but does that go back to wanting to give back to the, the community and the people that are supporting you and making sure that people that want some original work from you uh, can get it? Well, you know what? I mean, we've, we've been in lockdown for over a year. <laughs> That's true. There's been no conventions. Um, and I guess normally that that's a similar workload to oops you still there yep i'm still here just lost there I, got, go. <laughs> I got a lot yeah my i've got 20 percent left i put it here so um yeah um i i would normally probably do a similar workload of, of drawings like that uh, over a year at conventions so really it's it's uh it's trying to make up for that i guess because that's when you'd normally meet the fans normally get, uh, give an opportunity to for them to have a piece of work that you that you've done at the show. So this this uh, this is kind of that aspect of it. I mean, and of course it does. 
you you want people to engage with it and you want it to be part of it's a community thing the whole kickstarter you know everything about kickstarter is about the community and and the backers uh, it's not um it's not solely about the creator obviously they they're getting behind you because they love your work and they're supporting your work and they're trusting you to do what you do um but but it's still like um it's still a nice way to to share uh, share it with them you know um and uh, i think we i mean we haven't talked about the the uh the free comic that goes out with the uh, <laughs> that was going to be my that was going to be my next question uh now that we've hit that stretch goal i'm so excited because we're finally going to get to see this idea that's been living in your head forever 24 page original comic uh, so what can you tell us about it? Obviously, we don't want you to spoil too much. And is this going to be a, an ongoing? It, you know, you've talked about doing creator-owned stuff in the past and just, you know, wanting to be sure you can, if you start it, that you can complete it. It's it's evolved a little bit. I, in, initially, I, it was going to be just in the book. And again, a lot of this, I, I have to thank my son for, because he's made a lot of the suggestions that have been really popular. And you know, you have to listen to the next generation, don't you? Especially yeah. when they're engaged. So, you know, he, he had the idea about all the all the embedded content, and he's had the idea about the the free comic. Um, and I I was always like, well, we'll just put the comic in the book, and then add extra material. And he said, well, make the comic separate, make it special, make it a real collector's item. And that's led us to slightly shift the thinking about the book. So we will definitely do a standalone comic with each of the three books. Uh, and I'm not going to put the full stories in the books anymore. I'm going to put highlights from it, um, which which will actually fit with the books better than having a whole comic story and then, you know, a, a bunch of gallery stuff and interviews and things like that. It, it'll feel more um, a part of the book as opposed to you know, a kind of almost extra add-on in a way so but the nice thing is is it, it doesn't change anything as far as uh the contributors as far as the backers and the, everyone who's contributed uh goes because everyone gets the full story they get the book with the best of it in there um but they get a full comic too so the first one is uh the, a fantasy story which is the origin of, of lib it all sort of hinges around a time vortex um, in in this city, uh, so which allows me for to to enable her to move backwards and forwards through time. Obviously, uh, so the second one, um, whether it's in the future or the past, I've still got to do some work about that. But um, it, that one's going to be more like a, a horror story. So that the second volume being black and white. I'll probably carry that through into the comic and just do a black and white comic in the style of a Bernie Wrightson type, you know, horror comic. Or we might do a noir comic. You know, that's another option too. It might might be a, a detective style Lib Laroche noir comic, which that is something we've cool. done before. So we're, I'm still deciding. I've got time. This is the the fun thing about creating your own story is you know, you can you can do this. You can you've got time to to think about it and time to evolve it and time to do what's exciting but i i already have a page from the the final one from bronze and that will be a, a science fiction version of a liberal roche story where she's gone into the far future through the time vortex 
So, um, and again, the Libleroche theme that will that will tie in. So the cards that we're talking about, they'll be Libleroche. Some of the 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 sort of world, the the game we're inviting people to to get in, engaged with, that'll sort of tie into her her world. So, um, so that should be fun. Now, is she a character that you've had in the back of your mind that you've wanted to, to tell your own stories with for a really long time? Really strange. Um, I think, I think yes, but not not consciously. Mm. Like the the sci-fi one, I'd never linked her as the same character. She she's been lurking around a long time, um, and she didn't have a name before now. Now she's got a name. The the story for the first issue was actually written as a text as a prose story that was a short story on a website that's since gone defunct and i wrote that um for a, it was a it was a site that gave reviews and was well regarded for its reviews of science fiction and fantasy so i'd written that short story for them and they gave me a, a, a lovely review for uh for for the god killers book back in 2007 2008 so for, it was basically it was a it was a prose piece, and I was reading it, and the character was originally a guy, and I just thought, why does everything have to be a guy? Right. You know, why do I always do these guys? I, I've not really sort of allowed myself. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a guy. So let's 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 look at see what happens if I just start drawing a, a female character, and she came out <laughs> that way. She was fully formed. I, you know, I've never really, she, she's sort of got a, a gothic fetishist kind of feel about her. And I've, I've not really been either of those kinds of, you know, that's not really been my thing. And that, there she is. So maybe it is. And I didn't know, you know, who knows? Who knows what lurks in the, uh, the, the dark corners of your subconscious? Right. Now, uh, do you have other... I mean, again, with the success of this Kickstarter, like you said it earlier, it kind of opens up the, the door, you know, the pathway. You do have this community. You do have this loyal following, uh, maybe beyond, you know, this uh, trifecta of art books here to do other uh, creator-owned series. You have other, I mean, I know you ha have to have hundreds of ideas. You're just such a creative guy. Would you want to do creator-owned through? I would love to. Uh, definitely. I'd love to. Uh, it's just a case of, timing and when and and what's coming up you know i've got a uh, pitch in at dc which if it comes off it'll be so exciting to do uh, i'll be absolutely over the moon so i'm I, i'm really hoping that happens but if it doesn't then um then i'm i'm also okay because i i'm not i'm i'm excited to to pursue other options too you know it's um i feel as, I'm, I'm sort of feeling very not bullish, but positive about the possibilities you know, right now. It feels a good time. Um, and I just, I'm just really, really enjoying creating. Um, the, if, the, if the DC thing comes off that, that I'm alluding to, I get to write that too. So um, I, that will make me very happy. <laughs> and, and if it doesn't come off, I'm, I'm feeling quite excited about the other possibilities there too so it, it it's good you know this kickstarter if anything has shown me that there's an appetite for what i do um and uh you know it's exciting yeah what's well, like, you, you can't help but kind of you know start your brain starts going all over the place about 
a million different things that you could do that could be fun and could be exciting and could be, you know, I mean, just, it just takes the sort of, it takes the brakes off. Yeah, well, it's, it's just nice to have options, right? I mean, yeah. flashback to 2015 before you kind of reemerged with uh, your your uh, Wonder Woman project with, with Greg and, and uh, Nicola. <laughs> you wouldn't have thought, you know, flashback to that in your head, you probably couldn't imagine being here where you are right now with all these options and everybody clamoring think, for your work. I think I remember saying to you back at the time, and it's nearly five years ago, that that day when they announced it, um, the rebirth thing, and they had the yeah. big event, the big DC event, I was standing behind the the the, the sort of the backstage flap that they had up there and everyone was walking out and I was the last one to go out and I suddenly had this terrifying panic of like, you know, I hadn't really been seen in the mainstream for some time. Yeah. And I just thought, I'm gonna they're gonna announce me and I'm gonna walk out. It's just gonna be tumbleweed. They're gonna go, Ooh. Yeah. You know, it's like a Star Lord moment of like <laughs> I'm Liam Shaw. Ooh. <laughs> like, Remember you? Aren't you a little old to be a comic artist? Yeah. <laughs> But you know, thankfully that that piece went up on the on the on the screen, and there was like a general kind of ooh, and then yeah. a real big you know warm reception to it. And I was like, oh thank God, it's going to be all right, it's going to be fine. So yeah, it was um, that was a hell of a day, and I you know I, I I'm so glad that that I grabbed that bull by the horns and 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 uh, you know I did that book and and that it went as well as it did because that's everything after. No, I feel like Wonder Woman. I still feel like I owe Wonder Woman a bit. You know, I feel like everything uh, that was set up then I, I, has become because of that. So I, I'm, a very, I'm a very happy chappy. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I mean, that was the day the day we met. So it's a day that, yeah, uh, yeah it's one of my favorite. I think I did I remember. 18 interviews that day. I, my voice was gone by, by the end of the day. I think I talked to just about everybody. That was on the yeah okay so we had to get up crazy in the morning i remember talking to you completely and uh, yeah on the stand in the in the in the convention center and i was just oh, I can't yeah. believe it. yeah <laughs> so it's like, yeah you know it's just like i was <laughs> yeah you were so I excited was, you you were getting emotional. You, you made me emotional i was getting, <laughs> i was getting misty i was so happy for you yeah it was, it was great uh, I was ecstatic. I still am. I still, I still, I'm still ecstatic about how that went down. And, you know, like I say, I don't take any of it lightly. And I yeah, don't well, take all the yeah. people who yeah, followed that's me. Another, another great thing about you is, is how humble and, and grateful you are for, for all the support. Uh, and like we said, at the, right at the top, everybody, the first stretch goal has been met. Uh, so this is another one of those situations where if you pledge, you know you're going to get it. Uh, and you know you're going to get the extra 24-page uh, comic with Lib, uh, Lib LaRoche. Um, so please go and, and pledge. Take a look. It's Liam's art. It's absolutely wonderful. It's inspiring. Uh, the amount of work that he puts in and the detail and, and how much of himself is on the page is, is astounding. Uh, I'll also remind you, like I always do on the Kickstarter spotlights, even if it's not for you or you can't afford to join the campaign right now, the best thing you can do to help Liam out is to just share it on social media. So everybody who possibly can want this gets a chance to see it and uh, can join the campaign because uh, you know I always say this, nothing worse than seeing a campaign the day after or the week after it's ended and you really like would have liked to have been a part of it. So please, please, please share it on social media whether you can join uh, or not. And uh, we really appreciate it there. Uh, unfortunately, even though Liam just added some new uh, sketch tiers, they're already gone already. 
uh, because his art is just in, in that much of a demand. But there is still the fast sketch option. There's about 15 of those left as we record this. So if you want to get a, a fast sketch in your Encore book, you can get that. Uh, but there's plenty of tiers um, and plenty of options. And it's just a, it's a great project. Really encourage everybody to go and check it out. There's a link in the show notes so you can go and peruse it. Uh, and uh, Liam, it's been great chatting with you. It's always good to see you. I look forward to, to seeing you in person <laughs> at some point. Uh, again, uh, as we're wrapping up here, anything you want to uh, tell our listeners or any of your fans that are uh, joining us? Um, probably just to say, if you know my stuff, when it says fast sketch, it might say a, fa a fast five-minute sketch. You're going to get more than that because <laughs> I, yep. I always over-deliver. Yep. Um, so it might seem a little bit on the price end, but you'll get your money's worth. Uh, so, yeah, if you're, if you're worrying about that, don't worry about it. I really wouldn't. Uh, but but that's it really and thanks Jace this has been awesome as always and thanks for backing the, you know for having me on and for backing the book and for supporting my work I really appreciate it and uh, I'm sure we'll do this again yeah my pleasure I'll have you back on for the you know the part two and part three I, I, I love the idea of splitting it up into three and getting a slip cover it always looks so so nice so uh, again thanks Liam uh, thanks to you listeners uh, we really appreciate you uh, we appreciate you sharing uh, the, the campaign so we can get the word out and make sure everybody who wants to join the campaign can do so. So uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.